the Dadcast, episode 20, Fade to Static. This week's show is brought to you by Audible. To find out how to get your free book, visit us at twofatdads.com forward slash audible. Nearly live from the Wendy House studios of Valwa Bay, it's the Two Fat Dads Dadcast. Joining us in the studio tonight, Mr. Stephen McGurn. Good evening. Hello. And Stéphane Deneau, how are you doing? Present. And I, as usual, I'm François Forzi. I'm glad uh, you guys could all join us tonight. Uh, we have a pretty exciting show. Um, well, we'll be talking about Apple tonight. <laughs> we might talk about <laughs> Apple. Oh, we can talk about Apple this week? Oh, wait, wait. What's the other keyword? Google. Okay, we're good. All we right, we covered them all. Let's just mention Audible Books and Jinx T-shirts, and that's a wrap. Good night, guys. Okay, thanks, everyone. <laughs> Now let's seriously talk about Audible books. Um, we love Audible here, uh, and I'm not going to go into a whole uh, Audible schmodible stuff. But uh, if you are, if you do like Audible books and you do want to support the Two Fat Dads Dadcast, please go to twofatdads.com forward slash Audible. Have a look at some of the details about the different plans you can get. There's a great little gold plan where you get a book a month, and uh, it's it's pretty cool. Um, we love our books. We 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 read books a lot, um, and I have actually just finished reading an awesome. Uh, Neil Gaiman book, which I'll talk to you guys a little bit about later uh, in 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 the show, and uh, and 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 entice you a little bit because I thought it was a really really great book with awesome voices, and he, Neil Gaiman actually reads it himself. So we'll, we'll we'll go over that one a little bit later as well. But it was a really really good read. Sure, he's trying to make money from writing the book and from reading it. Sure, why not? Well, you know, he's got talent. Why not use it? And he's got a great British voice. So what the heck? If you're reading books, have you, have you ever have you ever heard a British uh, a British person with a bad voice? Um, well, actually, since I lived there for ten years, yeah, about fifty eight million of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's there. I mean, like in in everything else, there are people like like Stephen Fry. There are people like Neil Gaiman. There are people like the Queen who have great voices, and then there are people who don't have such great voices, like uh, Wayne Rooney and David Beckham. You know, who's a surprisingly good. Um, um, I don't want to say narrator, but reader, perhaps, maybe. Or, um, anyways, Richard Branson or Sir Richard Branson. I, I read his book uh, on Audible, uh, "Losing My Virginity," and <laughs> oh, that's a great title for a book. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and and, and and this was maybe I don't know uh, six months ago, eight months ago, and what did you lose your virginity or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that he wrote about it, no, which is surprising. Um, <laughs> no, actually, it's a great, as Jeff says, it's a great title. It's a great title because you're 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 curious to say, okay, what is he talking about? Well, right? yeah, I mean, if if you don't know who Richard Branson is, and well, yeah. I do, but no, no, but if you he he uh, he's a, if you're a 13 year old thinking to get that book, it's not about sex, okay? It's right. about it, it's about you know the Virgin Empire, which is unbelievably diverse. Yeah, made him a lot of money too. But the fact is, is he's he's reading his bio. And it's almost like you're reliving it with him because he's reading it like he's thinking about it, not just reading the words on the page, right? That so yeah, you feel like you're sitting out, sitting at uh, after dinner drinks and talking about you know some of the stories of his life or whatnot, and it really feels um, uh, personal, intimate? feels intimate, yeah, and it. it uh, <clears throat> You just scream through the book. But you know, and it's, it's it's that personality type. It's that person itself. That's why he was so... That's, I think that's a huge part of why he's so successful. The guy has an unbelievable charisma. He has an unbelievable ability to, to talk and to sell himself. Um, 
And and I would put him in the same leagues as as guys like uh, okay Steve Jobs for sure, uh, but even like B- uh, Barack Obama, uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau in the day, just guys that just ooze like a lot of of charm and charisma, and they could be talking about um, I don't know uh, GPS units, or they could be talking about their empires, or they could be talking about sailing, or they could be talking about anything, uh, and they they're just going to be incredibly interesting because they just you can tell you know it just and those make the best readers guys like Stephen Fry Stephen Fry's an awesome reader and, and you know the thing about that is is people you know the, the formula is to be that type of person is you need obviously you need to be uh, self-confident but you also have to listen and make the person you're talking to feel like what they're saying is really important right you might not care about Tupperware but if you're talking to somebody who's passionate about Tupperware, listen to them, ask them a couple of questions about it, engage them, and they'll walk away thinking like you're the greatest thing, right? And that's what a lot of these guys do is people realize that what they have to say is important, but they walk away feeling, wow, I just spoke to so-and-so and he listened to me. She listened yeah. to me and they heard me, you know, and they, they feel good about it and they walk away. And, you know, and then when that person says, hi, hey, by the way, this is the way it's going to be, you're more likely to say, oh, okay, because they've, they've earned that trust, they've earned that connection, as opposed to just walking into the room and yelling at people and hoping they'll do what you're telling them. And, and that's how you make deals, and that's how you win people over. Uh, and, and these people do it exceedingly well. I, I, think, I think anytime you're passionate about, about anything, it, it's easy to do that. Like If you're passionate about... about um, I mean, look at us. Like we talk about technology, we talk about this stuff, we talk about you know our, our our kids and all that. And and you know that like we like doing this. This is you know this is fun for us. This is what we do. And I, and and it comes across to to anybody who who listens. Now, obviously, I mean, we don't do it to the level they're doing, or we'd be doing audible books all day long. But it it just it's just great when you hear somebody go on about it, like whatever. And like, and I don't know if Stephen King could ever read his books because he does. Does he? I think he he did okay. one or two, yes. Because okay. it, it's like I don't know. Like I've seen him in a couple of interviews, and I've got that kind of like I don't know different vibe from him. Like he's from like sometimes he, he's from another planet. Like you kind of know he is already from reading his books. But would he, oh yeah, like if he read his book, would it be as interesting as as if you as if somebody else had read it? You know, uh, agreed. So, so I you know like James Earl Jones and Morgan Freeman, they could read anything. They, well. I think Jones old Jones is kind of tied into you expect him to go <sighs> at any point or, in time or, right? or or talk about stand by me. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, but I mean he's like I, I think no, I think uh I, I think yeah, cuz we're huge Star Wars focused people maybe, but uh I I I don't know, Fields of Dreams or whatever, I don't know. You you, you kind of get the impression that uh, that that he could talk about Conan. It. Conan, yes, okay. Any movie, uh, but Morgan Freeman the same. Morgan Freeman should do commercials for everything. Oh yeah, he's well. He, I was so blown Except away the Olympics, maybe. Well, yeah, I was a bit yeah, of a sore he was point. doing that one, and I was like, I was like, okay, he's doing the Canadian visa, yeah. and he's American. Okay, that's good, smart. Well, and you know what? Like, who else are they going to take? Like, let's think about a really great Canadian voice that's not on this dad cast. Sutherland. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. They should have taken Sutherland. That we, I think we said that in in show twelve as well. But <laughs> you're right. Sutherland is an amazing is an amazing speaker. But maybe he didn't want to do it. Maybe because he was already tied into it somehow. Um, he was an ambassador or something, wasn't he, for the Olympics? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so let's not let's not dwell on uh, on on that one for too long. 
Morgan Freeman, we, we love, love you. Morgan, it's don't just, don't don't change. We 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 would we would have preferred a Canadian. Yeah, you you can become Canadian. That's fine. It's really easy. You you can just you know most of the time you can just show up at the. Uh, put my name on put my name on the form. You're, you're good. You're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'll vouch for you. So I hooked up with Steve uh, this summer to pick up some uh, some Jinx gear, and uh, he showed me the layout of the new Batcave. Uh, it oh. is pretty impressive, Steve. I oh, thank admit. you. He has uh, there's a lot of hard drives in that place. Um, I don't know if he's still doing uh, black ops work for his former company, but I don't know. Uh- <laughs> well, that's changed actually since you last. Oh, really? Seen, actually. So what have you? What have you done to? Uh- well. Was it was it somebody that was that somebody Let's, wiretapping us? Uh, uh, maybe did you say I black ops echelon <laughs> echelon? <laughs> don't mention how Sibilance? that last president of the United States of America band album bombed. Okay, I'm um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, anyways, that's a wrap up on what I was going to say about the hard no, drives, no, no. and I hope you got all <laughs> that. Um, no, but uh, when you passed by um, and you came down to the the man lair, um, you saw the two desks. You saw the five external hard drives you saw uh mayhem and chaos but you also saw the drobo well, I, it wasn't really right? out, was yet. There it wasn't out yet it was like uh i think okay. you were still uh you were still gonna wait for the unboxing pictures or something it was pretty uh okay well stay tuned there's a there's a post uh that's being wordsmith as we speak um we use wordpress but, by the way not wordsmith yeah, so it'll never get on if you use oh, wordsmith. okay i was talking in the classical sense this drobo is amazing I don't know if that makes my review here a little slanted or what, or biased <laughs> towards it, but I, I basically used it to upgrade my computer at the same time. I, I took these two hard drives that I had in these externals, and I bought two additional 1.5 terabyte drives to be the initial drives to go into the Drobo. What I then did is I, I did a... Um, uh, a copy of my hard drive. Uh, I can't remember the tool I used off the top of my head. Super duper? Super, super duper, super, yeah, it's a, exactly. It's a Mac application. We'll link to it in the show notes. It actually is free. Yeah. And basically what it does is if anybody's ever used Norton Ghost, it does Norton Ghost without putting your machine into, into DOS. It is unbelievably slick. And you can mount the drive uh, without, you know, or you can boot from it. So what I did basically, I flipped the laptop around Put in, uh, took out the original, put in a bigger drive, a faster drive, and then I booted OS X from the disk, telling it to boot from the Drobo, and it found the partition, uh, the super-duper partition that I created on it, and it basically just restored, and, and it was now this, this sounds this sounds like right, rocket my- science, but really it isn't. I mean, when you, when you have a Mac and you put in a mountable drive, um, and, and what it does when you boot up the Mac the first time, I think it's, you, I, can't, I can't remember if you have to hold an option key down or something, but it'll just say, hey, there's two things. I can either load from the hard drive, or I can load from this thing that's connected to it. Would you like me to do that? And you're like, okay, do that. And then it'll go and find it and boot it up. So it's incredibly easy to do that on a Mac to begin with. And the, I guess the Drobo must just make it a heck of a lot easier. Yeah, well, it has a USB 2 and FireWire 800 uh, connection, so connections in the, the back. Firewire? So I, I did this all over. I used it over FireWire. And I think it took me two, three hours to copy everything to the Drobo. So I let it run while I left uh, for work. I got back home. I saw that it had completed. Before going to bed, I basically put in the new drive, hit it to, and it worked overnight. Did another two, three hours pushing the stuff back the other way, and woke up the next morning. The computer was good to go. It was exactly the same as I had it, but now I have it's, a bigger drive. It's amazing. So that, it was that is, 
And then, so then I, w- I was done with those smaller two two fifty drives that I had. I threw those in the Drobo, and uh, now it's uh, it's great. It's um, it's a daisy chained with my Lacey uh, um, um, time machine drive. And, so it's, uh, it's actually pronounced Lacey, not Lassie. I don't know. You know what? I think the jury's out on L-A-C-I-E, that. L-A-C-I-E, um, right? So okay. Yeah, I, I, and they make fantastic drives. If ever I have to buy an external drive, uh, I, I, they're my drive of choice. I don't buy anything else. They, they're they one of the few that still do Firebar connections <laughs> okay. all the time. Um, they have great um, uh, networkable drives as well, so you can actually um, not even connect them to your machine, but uh, connect them to your router directly um, uh, or just put an Ethernet connection in them and they're, you know, but... Super rugged, uh, slick to look at. Uh, reliable. What's that? The Lassie, They're reliable. Yeah. Absolutely reliable. Yeah, and they the 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 aluminum body is built to to to, like to, to as oh a yeah sink. okay yeah so it's it's full of all these like worked in grooves to give it a larger surface and th- there's no fan like there's, it, it, it I, makes I, no I noise you could drive like that actually it's 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 built exactly the same shape as a mac mini or an airport uh, an airport extreme base station and it's i've got i think a one point five terabyte in there as well or one terabyte in there as well uh and it also acts as a usb hub and a firewire drive so I plug that straight into my airport extreme and i have uh, over the air time machine backups now, so that's pretty cool. But oh, nice! And it's 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 pretty uh, yeah good on speed I and mean, stuff. It's, uh, if you're doing it over Wi-Fi, I've got Wi-Fi N in the house now thanks to this. So if you're doing it over Wi-Fi N, it's okay. The um, the white MacBook which runs on on G is ugh, it'll, it'll run all night, which is okay because I mean it doesn't. There's not that much that goes. To, my wife uses it, so it's not as if she's using heavy photo files or or you know heavy audio editing like i do so it does it can like she has a very small incremental backup so it's not so bad the first backup took about a day and a half which was ridiculous but it was just it was just chugging and chugging and chugging you're I, mean, I think for that first backup here you're almost better off just plugging it into the network and using gigabit ethernet and just going that way but uh but it was, mm. it was it's cool it works it works um it works a treat i really i really i'm impressed but i've, I've been really really envious of your drobo for a while now and i said to my wife i said yeah. i said we should get this drobo thing because it's like just a bunch of hard drives right she goes is it got a chip in it and i'm like uh well you know everything has a chip in it honey she goes so it's a computer i go no it's not a computer honey so what does it do well it's like it's a little thing it lives on your network and it you know basically saves all your files and 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 it's a, so it's a computer <sighs> i guess honey it's a computer she goes, no, no more computers in the house. I want a big TV first. <laughs> so, uh, Can't argue with that, so, I guess. Uh, so funny enough, a little, uh, couple weeks ago, she asked me if uh, she can get an iPhone. I said, well, you know, it's a computer. <laughs> Definitely has a <laughs> chip a inside. a big chip in it. I think the chip in the iPhone is probably better than the chip in your MacBook. <laughs> Needless to say, she's still getting an iPhone. But the, the, the way this Drobo is uh, put together, though, is, is really impressive. First, it's it's relatively heavy it's it's very solid metal frame on it so it's not cheap like you often get you're surprised by stuff of how flimsy it feels but it's really is feels solid it feels like it could take a hit if it had to um the front plate on it comes off it's just on magnets and that to me sounds counterintuitive to have a hard drive enclosure with magnets but i guess they do it smartly i'm not not exactly sure but there are no screws 
There's no hardware. There's no tools. There's no trays. You basically just push a little tab to the side, slide a drive in, and it snaps back in. Light goes blinky blinky for a couple of seconds, and it's in. That's pretty awesome. It's done. And the only thing you have to do to it is format it at the beginning, and then whenever you add drives to it, it just continuously mounts those drives and formats them on the go with that same OS. So you never have to interfere with it ever again. So it is absolutely idiot-proof. And, uh, you know, it's got little lights at the bottom. tells you how many percent. There are 10 lights. It tells you the 10% increments of usage. And four lights on the side telling you if your drive is working well, if it's almost full, if it's in an error state. And then that's it. So there's no buttons. There's no any, nothing to, to fuss over. And a nice little dashboard that sits on your tray um, on the computer that tells you, you know, percentage of use and, you know, some of the statistics and, 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 and whatever. And I just think it's great. I, I daisy chain. I, I, I put one connection into my MacBook, which is the, the, the C drive. And that is daisy chained again by FireWire to the Drobo. And my camcorder cable is in the back of the Drobo. So whenever I want to import video into the, into the Mac or onto a hard drive or whatever, I never connect it to the computer. So I only ever have one part <coughs> going into my MacBook. So it, it's just a very clean uh, setup. That's, that's awesome. Now, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate here a bit, and I'm surprised Stefan hasn't jumped in with this before. But, uh, <coughs> okay, how, how much easier is this to set up or how much cheaper is it to set up or whatever compared like why wouldn't i just build my own free nas well that's a computer right it's just a box that you convert with a linux kernel to yeah. say be a nas right so, i mean like i guess so i guess so you need to sorry so you need to buy you need to buy a box that basically runs a cpu all day long and fans it's loud it's big it's probably uses a lot more energy this thing goes to sleep and whenever it realizes it's connected it wakes up uh, it's got a smaller footprint. Um, to me, I, I couldn't find a pro unless I had an old computer sitting around that I could say, oh, I have four free bays in it. Let me just throw some stuff in. I, hadn't, I didn't have any of that, so I was starting from scratch. So I wasn't about to buy a desktop to fill it up. And um, then how do you cross-connect it to other uh, drives that you have? So you'd have to have a net, some kind of a network solution to do that and make sure that your other drives, you know, you could use them. I, I don't know. It, it's, it seemed messy. Um, and that was sort of, uh, it, it fit in on my, um, it met my re- requirement for small, uh, for reliable, for expandable. Um, uh, it met all that. And, you know, no tools, no, oh, I have to rip the side of a, panel off the side and undo screws or or whatever i, I just i want to yeah, be done with that <laughs> i've worked in, with pcs and cases and tiny little screws and, and and whatever for too long and i just i just want something that works and that's small so i sort of met all about the, so those think, requirements think, for I mean, me because it's not cheap <clears throat> i mean it's like a couple it's like 500 bucks almost 600 bucks you know what i got a fantastic deal uh did i got you, did you use somebody's coupon code on the internet <laughs> uh, no I, I actually bought it from a vendor um, uh, here in Canada, an online vendor, and I think they were basically liquidating their their Drobo line because I looked two three weeks ago, and they don't carry any oh. Drobo products anymore. And now it's like one of their online competitors suddenly now carries Drobo. So I have a feeling they were basically just end of lining stuff without saying they were end of lining it. 
So uh, I, I managed just to be okay, looking at the right cool. time. Yeah, my, my, my biggest fear yeah. was my big. I mean, not my biggest fear, but my biggest issue with the Drobo was that it's it's like for that price, I could almost buy a Mac Mini or 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 an Apple TV. Or maybe I mean the prices of the flat screen TVs are coming down so low. I could probably buy a big flat screen TV too, but I mean it was like it was like the price of a new computer almost for like if you're gonna like a cheap PC computer. So and I have yeah, but don't sorry. No, I was just gonna say, but what do you do with that computer? Like it, its job is you know it's it's not complete at that point. You know no, I mean, you, no, you're have, right. You're right. I mean, like I, I, in my ideal world. Um, is is to get my Mac Mini back and then use that as I was as my media center PC and then just have a couple drives plugged into the back of it and you know feeding the stuff. Now obviously that stuff is it that all that inf- that that stuff is safer is kept on a Drobo than on a Mac Mini. But then suddenly the price of my Mac Mini project just went up, right? So mm-hmm. I you know it's it's something I really want to look into at one point, uh, but I don't think it's going to be this year. I mean this year was the I, was the year of the i five so. We'll have to we'll yeah. have to wait for that unless you know unless everybody suddenly starts buying Jinx T-shirts online you know like oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know the, this uh, it, I was a bit panicked because of the uh, like all the family movies and the photos and and I, I they were all off on external well not the photos but the, they're in the in time machine so I'm less worried about those but all the family movies you know they take up a lot of gigs yeah. and they were sitting on a single external hard drive. Just sitting there, and I was deathly panicked that that would be the one hard drive that would fail me in my lifetime, and I'd lose you know two years or three years of the kids you know whatever and picnics and you name it. So I really wanted something that I could make sure that if I copied it to one place, it was now in two places. And, and you know, and then off site though, do you? I mean, if you're copying it, are you taking? Yeah, I, I augmented. I augmented the Drobo with a Carbonite account as well. Okay. And uh, now uh, I also updated my uh, internet. Hang on, hang on. Package. Sorry, hang on, hang on a second. You're putting a Carbonite account on a Canadian ISP because that thing's backing up yeah. to the cloud. Everything, gigabytes and gigabytes, and we're only getting like thirty it, it, gigs a month. Now I have sixty, but okay. um, but uh, no, it, it's only the first download that that copies everything. And then the rest is just incremental, incremental. changes. Yeah. Okay. Or if a new file gets thrown on, it'll tag it for upload. And then there's a feature in the dashboard uh, in, the, in the preferences that you can select um, like a little miser setting that says no more than a gig a day. Okay. So if you want, you can sort of trickle it out at a gig a day to sort of span it out. And hopefully you'll, 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 you'll straddle two different months. I kind of like the idea of, 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 um, carbonite and the online backups. And I'm, I definitely use it, uh, use online backups for, for Flickr stuff. So all, all of the five star stuff I own, um, in my pictures in my, in my aperture libraries are being backed up to Flickr in some size or whatever. So, I mean, it's never going to be great, uh, it's never going to be the raw images I had, but if ever there was a huge disaster, I don't lose pictures of my sons and my, and my daughters and my, and my wife and stuff like that. So that, you know, I feel a little bit better by that, but I, I do want it, uh, some kind of Drobo thing or some kind of, a some, some kind of carbon account, but I just wish I could take the drive and then like, you know, okay, start with this and then I'll send you, I'll send you updates, you know, over the, over the internet. If there was that kind of service, I think it would, it would be a big, it, I don't know, big hit, but then I guess that's not how they work. So it's just that, you know, like, until, until they they remove caps off of 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 network of internet usage, which then it's never going to happen again. It's all these backup solutions, all the downloading of movies through the the different Netflix and stuff like that. It just seems like 
like we're double paying for stuff all the time. We're paying it once yeah, for, for for to get it, and then we're paying it. We're once to buy it, and then and then and again to get it. So as much as we think, you know, oh yeah, net neutrality or whatever, but we actually are paying for stuff all the time. You know, double double paying for stuff all the time. It's like I don't know. It's, the internet's slowly turning into cable TV. You you bring up a good point though with the uh, you know Netflix is coming to Canada, and Zip is also going to be offering a. Um, uh, a streaming option. And don't forget, now. I, I, iTunes already does that with movie streaming too. You can download them. Yeah, well, I, I just bought a whole season of MI5 because That's Spooks, uh, right? Spooks in Eng- in the rest okay. of the world, but in Canada and the US, it's MI5. Okay. That's a great show, and uh, it's a fantastic. Stefan, you'd love show. that show. Okay, and it's put it on um, your torrent list. Oh, sorry, put it we- on your Netflix <laughs> list. <laughs> Yes, put it in the queue. <laughs> so we, we, we download this thing off iTunes, and we're all psyched, you know, and I, I, have, I, I paid for this software to stream um, because I wasn't getting good, good streaming from the Mac to the PlayStation 3. Uh, so I went with a $20. I can't remember the, 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 the product. Uh, I'll email it to you so you can put it in the notes. Okay. But um, it, it really does a great job. But nothing will stream protected media from iTunes. So, no, for that, I mean, we found the only way to do that was to move the, move the movie onto your iPod or your iPhone and then play it off of that into the TV. Um, so like we had, I, I downloaded everything onto the i5 and I don't have anything on my i5 that outputs to my VGA TV. So what I had to do was I had to download it to the iPhone take the iPhone, plug it into the old MacBook and then upload it back from the iPhone to the, to the, to the old MacBook. So it's as if like, you know, I'm moving my purchase through, through the, and that's the only way to doing it. And it's like, it's a bit of a workaround and I'm sure if we talk about it too much, Apple will turn it off or not, but it's like, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's a hassle because I'm, I'm like moving the movie almost three times just in order to watch it on the device I want. So. Um, I wish you. I well, wish you thing could is, have uh, like was, an, an, an ITV kind of thing, thing where you know this is this. If you have any computer in the house, it'll just play it out to it. Well, that's what I was sort of looking at as my options for that, and one of them was, well, I'll get the dongle for thirty bucks, and then I'll get the HDMI to DVI cable, whatever, twenty, forty bucks, whatever, 35. wherever you get it. I, from. I got, I got, I got okay. the mini DVI to HDMI cable, and it's thirty-five bucks, and so is the. HDMI, any kind of dongle you plug into the side of a MacBook is going to cost you thirty-five bucks. So it's a well, no, I need the dongle, and then I, but my my TV is an older one downstairs and only has a DVI oh, okay. input. So then I need to go HDMI to DVI, and then I also have to split. I get another cable to carry the sound to the home theater amp. So oh. I'm probably talking about a hundred dollars worth of cabling for that solution, which also means moving my Mac yeah. to. The, the the TV. So you, 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 the you see why the whole Mac a, Mini thing would seem really appealing, right? Because it's six hundred bucks, plug it straight well, in, it works, and it's got an HDMI well, port it, on the right? on the back of it. But what I was also considering was um, getting an Apple TV. Don't because the Apple TV. Because well, no, because they're going to have a September first launch, and so far, you know, everybody knows Kevin Rose somehow sleeps with Steve Jobs and gets all the good news right away, and they're going to be a ninety nine dollar version of it, and it's going to have everything you want. Well, that's the thing is that we're holding off for it because, it, it, but it'll be a streaming only version. I hear there's no hard drive in it. Oh, really? But all I need is to you be think, able to you stream. Think you could I don't plug care. A hard drive into it though? I, I don't know. Like maybe a big Drobo. But at least I'd be able to stream. Yeah. So that that was the other option, and I'm thinking, well, if I have one there, I should have one upstairs. 
Right. Did you watch TV upstairs? <laughs> I, we're I, finding that we're watching TV more downstairs more and more often because it either it'll wake we, the boys really, up or something. We we watch most of our TV in the yeah. basement, but sometimes it's just nice to be able to have access. Yeah, I guess where you want to. You know, like it, most of the time, it's a Blu-ray movie or a DVD, so you can bring it where you want. But when it's bits, you have to get it there somehow. So. Uh, but anyways, not to get greedy, maybe we're really just looking for the basement right now as that first solution, but, uh, you can't just, you know, it's not, it's not clean. It means buying something, another hundred, another $300 worth of stuff in there just to get something that should be easy working. Right. I mean, and I I have to admit, I've been, I've been quite lucky in my house where, I mean, for me, audio is, is, is always been a big thing. We love to listen to music. We listen to music probably more than we do watch TV. So, um, the airport express was a huge thing uh, when we got it and it was a great way to just, you know, I, we could be anywhere we wanted in the house and, and I have speaker wire going all over the place and you could basically just say, say to the, to the Mac somehow play these songs. And usually we use it from the iPod touch or, or the iPhone. We play it out to it, you know, using the remote app and say, go listen to that song and play it out. And it's great because suddenly I have this network sound in the house, stuff that used that used to have to run wires up and down, how, uh, up and down the walls and you used to have to do this. Now I have, I have a very good Wi-Fi signal in my house. I have this great little thing I can just plug into a stereo and, and, and feed some speakers. And then, so it's awesome, and then you can even turn. You can even using a, a there's an app called Airfoil, and you can even turn other computers into Airport Express uh, base stations. I guess so. Um, that's pretty cool. You know, I I, I like that, and I kind of want to do that with TV as well. Like like we're gonna have the TV downstairs, but if ever I want to watch it, you know, like I want to I want to watch a movie in bed. We'll just, you know like. I want to watch it on the laptop, but if it's stored on a, on a, on a drive downstairs or if we store it on the Mac mini downstairs or stored on something somewhere in the house, I don't want to have to spend like 20 minutes getting it. And I, I don't know. It's, you're, you're a huge movie freak, Steph. What are you doing? <laughs> I, how are you living the life? I share the, I put it on a, on a drive and share the drive. So you just carry the drive nope. around everywhere. It's connected to one, to one central server and I share it. So you have a you're running what like a PC box yep. server in the house and and that box is is networked through Wi-Fi or through hardware? Well, uh, uh, hardware. And how do you get that to your TV? Well, right now I don't because I have a uh, DVR, right? I watch my if I watch movies, I watch them on the road. Right. So you're not you're not you know you don't sit at home and watch them on the, on no. the big TV. No, I don't have time for that. Okay. I got wow. <laughs> <laughs> no. Have you started playing StarCraft? No, yet? I've. I, I'm concerned that if I do, I won't be able to stop. The, the gas mining will interfere with your gold yes. mining? Yes, uh, but no, I know what you guys are, are, are thinking. What's the best solution? The big problem with ExpressView is you can put a hard drive, but it reformats it to the proprietary format. So you can't share that movie to from that drive to another TV. You can. Hmm? You, you can. It's not, not very kosher, but you can do it. Yeah, but it's not, a, it's not clean. No, and it's, it's not, not easy. I mean, there's no... No, but you know what? We know what the one thing that it, that that Bell TV has done is that their HD base units you can just plug in a USB drive into it and just use it as a PVR. Yeah, but it reformats it. Yeah, but you dedicated disc to it, and it saves you having to buy their PVR. Oh, that, oh, absolutely, is, and that's what I did. I bought a I bought a cheap drive. It's a USB it plugs in, and that's it. Separately powered, of course. You can't power it from that. From that box? No, no, no. It's got to be. It can't be a laptop drive. It has to be a big Correct. drive. But you want to put a terabyte drive in there, if anything. Um, no, because then you accumulate more junk than you need. 
Yeah, well, you know, I, I really, really want loads and loads of Cornemuse and Tuck, Tuck, Tuck and Kaboom. You know, I don't ever want to see my Big Bang Theory ever again. No Tupi and Binu? No, I, a bit older now. Oh, there's also a bit we, we younger. Are, we are accumulating. Yeah, but no, they're in more into Sesame Street. Oh, okay. They're really, really big into Elmo. I, and I never thought, I mean, I thought they would be like Cookie Monster people because they just spend all their day going, nom, 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 nom. Boys eat a lot. You know that? Well, you do. You both of you know that. You have two boys each, but they eat a lot. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> but no, they, they, they really love Elmo. They get back to it. So, uh, and, and, and the dancing and the singing and Sesame Street, I, I thought when I first saw it, I thought, oh, where's Bert and Ernie? Why are they CGI now? Oh, what happened here? But it actually works really, really well. I was actually quite impressed um, at, at the, new, the new Sesame Street. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm partially addicted to it now. <laughs> Sad, really, isn't it? Um, but you know what? I've always said that. If you can't watch TV with your kids, then maybe they shouldn't be watching in the first place, right? Yeah, Absolutely. that's why I let my kids watch anything they want. Because I can watch anything I want. No, but I, I, oh, sorry, I, I always the watch the shows that? they watch. No, that, that, that's not, not that way. But I always watch what they yes. watch. You know, like, just at least that way... You know, you know what they're watching. Well, a funny story. My, we've got the Cars, the movie. Uh, yeah. My wife put it on for Tom and for Eric, you know, tons and tons of time. Yet she has not seen the movie. And I've seen it like so many times. And, you know, I still get new, th- I get new things every time because I think it's a great movie. But. but we're also the guys who went to see Toy Story before we had children. True. <laughs> I was just going to say we're actually going to be buying our second copy of um – uh, of Nemo and Cars because it's the discs are scratched. <laughs> yeah, I told my wife, I said, let's get another copy of Cars. She goes, why? We already have one. I said, yeah, but it skips through five minutes of the movies now. Why, why aren't you guys making backups of it? Yeah, that was before backups were... Uh, we had it way before that was a big concept. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm, not talk, I'm not talking about the backups you get from your internet connection. No, no, no. A real, no, no, a about, real backup. A, pure, like, a real backup. And you, use, and, and you use the backup to, to do anything. Yes, I agree. You know, you know, like when we used to have, we, we, we used to, before we could afford CDs, uh, we'd go out and we'd get like the latest Van Halen cassette or the Iron Maiden cassette or whatever it is that, that Steph listened to. I think it was Scorpions. And, and we'd play it once just to record it onto a metal cassette. And we'd only ever listen to that metal cassette. That way, if the metal cassette died, we could go back to our original and make another copy. Am I the only guy who did that? Nope. I, I never stopped doing that because. They just kill stuff, kids. Kids cannot be trusted. And who decided to take the cheapest piece of scratchable plastic and make it the most friendliest uh, media in the world? Well, I've always thought CDs and DVDs was the stupidest media. You know, in my mind, um, the, the, the media that was the best, and, and there's two of them, um, I personally liked the DAT tapes. I, you know what I like the best is the eight tracks. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's, it's actually the mini disc. Mini- the way the mini disc, the way the mini disc works, it's all enclosed. Well, because it's you, protected. It was a great way to do it. That was a great way to do it. Unfortunately, the, the TOC, the table of contents on the on the mini disc, was terrible, and you'd lose your stuff all the time, anyways, just by renaming things. But um, and, and they never ever allowed it to be digital. They always decided you had to analog record stuff in, which kind of sucked. So yeah, that that didn't go so well. That was just Sony controlling a medium to try to make more money out of other people. Oh, good thing they don't do that anymore. (laughs) Can you imagine if they did? (laughs) 
But, you know, uh, now whenever we buy movies, we buy them on Blu-ray. And I make the biggest effort now to buy them with the um, digital copy. So, uh, But doesn't that cost you more? A couple of bucks. Like, it's not like it's double. Okay. It's like a few bucks. And with anything that's Pixar or Disney, they'll give you Blu-ray, DVD, and digital copy. So the kids always watch the DVDs. We keep the Blu-rays, and the, the, the iTunes library has, you know, so I, I'm walking around usually with three or four movies in my, in my iPhone at any given point in time. Okay. So I have what? I have uh, right now I think I have Up, Star, the new Star Trek, uh, the latest Harry Potter, and um, the second Batman. Your kids like Harry Potter? We haven't started them on Harry Potter yet. I hope not. Please don't. My 10-year-old is just, just coming to grips with Harry Potter, the third one there. Prisoner of Azkaban. Ah, it's uh, it's some scary stuff when you get higher up there. Well, even which is funny because I read her all the books when she was a baby, and she didn't seem to mind then. Maybe that's probably why she's scared crapless out of them now. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's re, uh, re-remembering stuff. <laughs> she's cradle remembering the whomping willows after me. But I did the I did all the funny voices too. Eh? My Hagrid never sounded like 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 uh, do, Robbie Coltrane. But don't forget your your memory can only create what it knows. Or to an extent of, of beyond a little bit of what it knows, whereas if they're seeing it on TV, they're experiencing things that they've never seen and never thought that was possible, right? Yeah, I guess. But I mean, if I because when, imagine the, the the worst monster you've ever imagined, and look on TV, and you're gonna be like, oh wow, okay, it does get worse than that. Well, no, I mean, when you're a kid, right, and you're reading some of the the stuff and it's described to you, it's pretty graphic. I always find the, gra- the, the the descriptions in books are far more graphic than whatever I see on a TV. Like when I first when I first uh, was reading about the basilisk, which is the the monster in the first Harry Potter with a snake monster, that was a heck of a lot scarier than that python they showed us in uh, in the actual movie. Yeah, see, I can't, I can't talk about the Harry Potter movie, uh, books. But uh, I mean, like, okay, you, let's you, go back to you, Lord you, of the Rings. No, no, but well, Lord of the Rings. I think Gollum. My imagination of Gollum was a more dark and devious monster. But you know, I thought he was going to be uglier. But I thought in, in the movie, he was actually scarier, and because he wasn't, you know, huge, huge and ugly, he was. It was his. The, the the interpretation performed by the actor give him more life, more emotion, and then it's, that, that was, CGI actor. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't forget, it was an actor that portrayed the entire thing, and then they just put a oh, okay. CGI right. envelope or coating on top. Didn't he win an Oscar? Actually, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I think the guy won some I, kind of an award, even I though think, his face wasn't in the movie. I think he was nominated. I don't know if he won, but he was nominated. I yeah. believe. Okay, I, I don't know, but for, I. I don't know. I I like movies. I love the visual aspect of movies. Movies are probably one of my favorite mediums in the you know favorite things to watch. I mean, I wa- I'd rather watch a movie than than TV if I could because I just the everything's done so well. I agree, and I, wa- but, I prefer watch TV than watch t- the radio. You know, but but the but the book no actually. <laughs> I, I, and some days I prefer radio than TV. Yeah. Um, I have, they haven't started reality radio yet, so it's okay. Um, the the when I'm reading a book though, I'm just so immersed in it. Especially like um, okay, like the Neil Gaiman book I just I, I just finished reading it, uh, or listening to in this case. It was j- the worlds I created by listening to it and 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 reading the, the you know the words that Neil Gaiman used and all that. They're just so much more descriptive than 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 what I would see. And and you always get that other person's interpretation 
of what it should be, right? So the the Lord of the Rings, although it was fantastic to see it, it, it wasn't as grandiose as, as it was in my mind. Like especially the Elven cities. In in my mind the Elven cities were, were even much, much more beautiful and the the water was even more silky. Or whatever, you know, anyways. Maybe that didn't make much sense. Luckily, uh, though, the movies didn't have them high-fiving each other and just talking about bravery for half an hour at a time like they did in the books. Yes. <laughs> true. That is true. Good point. Point taken. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, you know, during all this, uh, Google voice calling just installed on my computer. <laughs> Not unactivated by you? or <laughs> I'm, uh, We're talking, and all of a sudden, a two-inch by four-inch box pops open on my Chrome browser and saying, use Google voice call or whatever. And, and I'm like, really? And, and, and I know we were talking you, with Eric you've got, at one point about You've got this. Gmail open, right? You do have Gmail open? I have Gmail open. Okay, yeah. yeah. It has to be in Gmail, yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, I wonder if some, Eric did something or if it just was my time. Well, I got... <laughs> I got mine, uh, I'm talking like it's like our first period. I got mine <laughs> earlier this afternoon. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I was really badly placed. And, uh, and I had to install uh, an application onto my computer to make it work. Yeah, done. So, yeah, I kind of like, I'm, okay, I'm glad it's not Flash. But I'm now suddenly a, a web page in a browser is controlling applications on my computer. Well, the fact that they somehow broke the sandbox in the uh, browser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I trust Google. Oh, yeah, explicitly. Because they never make mistakes. No. I'm anxious to try this thing out and see what it's all about. I have 10 cents of credit, and I don't know where to burn it. You have 10 cents of credit? Yeah. I have a dollar. How'd you get a dollar? Well, I had a, I had a Grand Central account. Oh. And then I had a Google Voice account, which wouldn't let me use a Canadian number, but my Grand Central would. So I can I can use the Canadian numbers I have now. I just can't add new ones. Nobody tell Google about that. They're probably listening if you have Chrome open right now. Well, you know, and it's fun. You know, I want to talk about. I didn't was didn't really want to go into the to the whole browser issues now, but I pretty much stopped using Firefox except for development cases at work and stuff. It's about I use, time. I use <laughs> I use Safari for just about everything. Okay, but for some reason Google Reader does not like Safari. Even though it's the same WebKit engine, right? It doesn't like Safari that well. And neither do the analytics package, the AdSense package, and the feed. Well, FeedBurner is okay, but everyone's, like, AdSense will not load in Safari and will not load. It will load okay in Firefox, but it will not load in Safari at all. And it lo- renders absolutely beautifully in Chrome. So I'm using the, um, the Chrome pin tabs. So if you control click on a Chrome tab, it says pin tab. And it suddenly makes the tab just be the uh, favicon and it becomes like an application in your chrome so i have every time i open my chrome i have those my applications open so mine's google reader uh my analytics package instapaper tumblr feedburner and uh, gmail but now i use gmail and on in mail so i don't really use it anymore as much as i used to but it does that so it ends up becoming like like chrome is my working browser and Safari's my internet surfing browser. Weird, eh? Well, I, I was using Safari for everything, and I, I, I couldn't really find a use for Firefox. I don't use plugins. I don't oh, use any plugins. I'm using new Safari extensions. They are beautiful. I haven't, started, I haven't used that either. I like the, the, the reader 
that you could Very clean. Nice. The, it's really nice. But I find for some reason Safari, if you leave it open, just runs away on you. No, Safari is a hog. Um, yeah. I cannot run Safari and Aperture 3 at the same time. Apple, please fix this. Please fix this. I am in Aperture. I am working with my photos. Yeah, I can understand it takes a gig of memory. That's fine. I got four, right? Why is it that when I open my Safari to, to look at the Flickr pictures, you kill everything? Like Safari will just kill your computer if you're running it and Aperture at the same time. We run with fast profile switching. And oh. so if, if, if my wife has hers open, uh, I'll often say your Facebook just killed us again. But it's not even like it's, it sandboxes it because when we switch profiles, it's sort of, you know, her, her, it, it's, it leaves everything running, but I think it lowers the priority of a lot of things. And, um, but it's still, it's, still, it's still RAM. It still takes up RAM. It still, it still takes up RAM, but so anyways, I, I don't even use Safari anymore. I, I've given up that nice reader for Chrome, which seems to really be snappy. It's fast. Chrome is fast, but I, I, I miss uh, a lot of, of Safari uh, features that I really like. There are some extensions I put into my Safari, which I really like, and I put some, some of the same things into um, chrome and they just don't work the same like i don't like chrome the way chrome always says can i look in your uh in your profiles and get everything and bring it back and always allow always allow always allow it, i I, it, I don't like the way that works like that but i have a safari plugin called coda which is I, we use in development right now so basically i can draw over and I, I blogged about this i can draw over my web pages and and add notes and stuff and then we can send it back and forth and right now we're using the heck out of that in our new project uh, work which is great i use um an ad block an ad blocker which i i use in firefox and i also use in chrome as well the exact same ad blocker um for some reason safari never shipped with a reload button <laughs> you had to do command r Stefan's gonna laughing away at this i bet right now um, oh i'm having a blast this is awesome and <laughs> And, He's considering eating some raw fish now. <laughs> and uh, I use another thing called Tint Blocker, which basically uh, there's a there's a um, there's a stupid piece of software that that some SEO douchebags put together, which basically if you copy text off of certain web pages, will insert when you paste it anywhere else. Uh, this text was taken from this site and this site, this site which is crap because you end up having to re-edit your copy-paste. Sometimes you're just quoting something to in, in, a, in, a, in a, you know, off of Wikipedia or something or, or off of something, whatever. It doesn't matter. And suddenly this, this thing will just say, hey, you know, this is taken from Wikipedia. No, no. So I, put, I installed this tint blocker thing from Safari Apps, and it's really, really good, actually. But those are the ones I really like. And Instapaper it, which is nice, too, uh, which is basically um, the Instapaper. I don't know if you guys know what Instapaper is. No. It's uh, you're reading something. And you like it, but you don't think you're going to, you don't really want to read the whole thing right away. Um, so you just hit the Instapaper button and it saves it to this online account for you. And you basically can read it later and you can even read it offline. So it's like a massive uh, online syncing web clipping app and it works. So it's kind of like delicious, but allows you offline. Well, it's not, it's not bookmarks. So if you only want to have a paragraph, bang, you, 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 you can Instapaper that paragraph and and it works on your iPhone too. 
So you can clip on your iPhone. You can review stuff you saw on your iPhone on your computer. You can review stuff you saw on your computer on your iPhone. So you have that kind of like um, syncing kind of feeling to it. It's it's pretty cool actually. And it's a guy called um, I think it's Marco Amont. I'd have to check. I'm not sure uh, who who put it together. And I'm almost considering to to get the Pro app. Uh, but it's with all these all these web clipping apps. Like I try one, I really like it. Like Evernote, I really like it. And then I'm just about to get the pro version, and something new comes out. So like, okay, I'll try that for a while. So I, you know, we'll see. What I want to have is something like Evernote that my wife and I can both have access at the same time. You, you can share your so, Evernote account. So so she she would be able to say we need eggs, and then I'll open up Evernote, and suddenly the list says, oh, eggs are needed now. Yeah, that, you can do that with remember the milk for eggs and stuff like that. You can you can share stuff with remember the remember the milk. But yeah, but you got to pay for yeah. that and whatever. I'm thinking there must be something free. Free. <laughs> what I what I really um, another tool I really liked and I haven't really gotten into it. I've, I started the 14 day trial and unfortunately I went on vacation three days afterwards. I always do this. I'm an idiot for this. Uh, was OmniFocus, which is a um, a getting things done app where you basically just shove stuff into it and, and it becomes like your, your, your mailbox inbox. Um, and it also becomes like a, a mini project planner and a to-do list and stuff like that. But it's also location aware. So the iPhone app is location aware. So if you say, I always get my milk or my eggs, uh, from this store, when you drive by that store, it'll say, Hey, you need eggs. And you're like, Damn right, I need eggs. Um, it's great that I love. That is the kind of that is the only thing the GPS on 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 phones is really useful for. Is like okay, because you're driving around, you're thinking about six hundred things at the same time, but you still need eggs, right? And your wife might have told you you need eggs at nine o'clock in the morning, but it's now five o'clock in the afternoon. You're thinking about that project you haven't finished yet. You're trying to get to the kids' soccer game, and you've just driven by the corner store and you forgot to get eggs. I like that. Mm. I know I've just channeled Merlin man a little bit there, but I really like that, um, that kind of feature and I want to learn how to use it more, but now I've got to try and find a way of getting an extended trial somehow. Cause it's not a cheap application and none of the, none of these real applications that are really good are ever cheap. This one's like, I think, uh, I think OmniFocus is like in the 70 bucks and the iPhone app is like at least 10 or 20 bucks as well. So you, you know, I don't want to just test drive software, uh, for a hundred bucks and decide that, okay, I'll never be able to do this. Cause it's find a way to expense it. Yeah. You know, the, the accountant here at the two fat dad studios, he really doesn't, uh, put up with that stuff. Uh, <laughs> Is there a chip in it? <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> So is there a BlackBerry Torch version of this Omni? Page? I have. I don't think so. Omni has mostly been a Mac uh, solution, which also makes it really impossible to to, to expense it at work. Um, <laughs> but because uh, there's a lot of stuff, you know, well, we have a Microsoft Project. Yeah, Microsoft Project sucks, by the way, uh, and stuff like that. So I, I'd much rather use OmniPlan, which is actually a much much better project management tool, and or even Thirty Seven Signals um, has one too, an online version, which is really cool and it's collaborative. So people can check in and say they've done parts of the project and this stuff. So you don't have to have like a SharePoint server just to host your, your project files. Ugh, SharePoint. Okay, everybody shutter once and come back. All right, we're okay now. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, anyway, so we're going into project management. We bored the hell out of Steph because that's what he does for a living. And you too, Steve, and me too. So let's uh, move away from there. The torch. So why don't we get back yeah, to the what torch? Is, yeah. Okay, what is BlackBerry doing? Where are they going? Who are they trying to get to, apart from trying to get themselves nailed out of all of the Middle East? Like, it's, they've taken a storm and made it a slider. Is that right? Am I, have I got that concept correct? Okay, yes. but they didn't make the chip any faster. No, but it has the version 6 of the Which OS. Which is still a Java OS, right? So it'll still yes. take you seven minutes to boot up your BlackBerry if ever you pull the battery out because it didn't it stopped. And working. it'll eventually core dump out on you every now and again and cause you to hourglass and or, or, kernel or, panic or, and reboot. I don't even think it has a kernel to panic. Uh, but no, but you'll get... The- well, the, the, part, the part of having a BlackBerry that I always hated was when the Java died on you, you almost inevitably had to pull the battery. I mean, they're, they're, it got to the point where you're pulling the battery so often somebody developed an app called Pull the Battery. And you hit it and it would <laughs> simulate pulling the battery without physically pulling the battery. Because actually on the, on the Storm it wasn't so bad, but on the 8830 it was almost impossible to get the battery cover off easily. You, you almost had to break it to get it off, which is really annoying. The, the Storm had these two little, little things, like it was made to come off quickly. Which kind of scared the hell out of me. Like, why did you make it so easy to release this back this backplate? And it was a metal. It was a nice heat sinking metal backplate. It was great. Which, you know, my pearl might still be alive right now if it had a better plate to keep the battery in. Yeah, all I had is that cheap little button on the back, eh, to try to push it off. It was never that good. Yeah. And the new curve and the new pearls are made out of this cheaper plastic as well. So I don't know. Um, and this is what I loved about BlackBerry back in the day. My seventy two fifty with this hard but ugly plastic and you could bounce the thing it would be great it had a screen that you could read in daylight without any problems whatsoever and it was just a tough device my 7130 which was the older version of the pearl it was like suddenly turning into plastic it was it was it was literally the size of the thickness of a brick and the screen was color and it would scratch easily and it wasn't very good and then suddenly they started making these 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 slim cheapy plasticky kind of thing so like what the, i haven't seen a tough looking blackberry device in a long time so is, is that no longer a, a requirement for blackberry users well, i remember the per, the pearl was an inroad to the commercial world and it was, it was trying to say hey we can make you know phones that you know are pretty right but then they all started to get pretty and that phone that you could drop disappeared yeah. And it's almost as if they said, you know, we probably make more money selling one of these a year. Stuff that's disposable. Yeah. Then saying, oh, this one here, why is it that these companies, why is the 7200 still running? How come we have these 7200 still in the, you know, let's get them in the 9000s. How can yeah. we do that? Yeah. Right? And, and, and it's funny because, okay, so the, the pearl was, was an inwards and it, and it kind of took off. It, it, it was a kind of the pearl that took off with women. Well, the the buttons are smaller, and smaller fingers are fine. But the minute you have nails, it becomes a little bit difficult to to tap so it a single button. It was the physical sometimes. aspect of it. It wasn't the fact that the, the letters were on were on stuff, and you had to, and it would just start like start predicting text no, the, as you wrote. I always thought that was the issue. No, no, that part's not. It's just you know, it, it, once you got used to multi-tapping to get to the to the second letter, or, or you know, that that's oh, so I never used the multi-tap. I never. And used I stay I stayed away from it because the keypad was minuscule on it. And I figured, well, so I said, that's going to force me to voice dial 
and in hindsight, that's all I ever do. But I, I like to be able to to to, to tap the the numbers. Like, what if I'm on hold and I have to hit two to do something? Right? Um, it was so small the the keypad on it. I, I just I couldn't figure doing it. And I don't have necessarily huge hands. Uh, you know, fairly average size. I don't know who they designed this thing for, but uh, I, I didn't see it as usable. For me, I think you need a number pad on a yeah. phone. So there, I mean, so there was the curve was 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 a huge corporate success, even though it was supposed to be a consumer success. And 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 then suddenly they came out with uh, the, these high end executive phones like the Storm, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, the Storm and the, the Tor. Anyway, so they came out with these a couple, couple high-end devices, which nobody bought into. Nobody liked at all. Then all of a sudden, they come out with this 97,000, which – or the 9,700, the the sorry, not 97,000. The 9,700 and the Bold, and suddenly, it's a consumer phone again. Every, every, they sell more to consumers than they do to corporates, uh, and everybody's got one, which is kind of weird. And then they come out with a torch, which is like – it's going on the storm idea a little bit. You don't have the press-in screen. But you do have a tactile, like they they just don't really know where they're going anymore. I don't understand Blackberries. I don't know what they're doing. I think the ninety nine hundred is going to be a heads up display and a glove. <laughs> a glove. They just they just mount the camera to the helmet and visor, like in that uh, in that uh, Rick Mercer report uh, version of the, uh, <laughs> the Crackberry, the Crackberry helmet. helmet. No, but I I don't you know it it seems to me like somebody lost the roadmap for BlackBerry on their way to Arizona to try to buy the Phoenix Coyotes. So, so Steph, if, if you were to build a BlackBerry, what would, you, what would you do with it? Texting is definitely important. Cell phone is definitely important. The GPS is a nice to have and not a need to have. I just, you know, my, my biggest concern is I need to be able to see my email in real time or I, you know, shortly after it comes in, but the problem with that is it kills a battery. I'd, I would live with a that with a phone that's a little bigger but has a you know a, a lengthy battery life those, those those are my priorities i need to be able to call i need to text and i need to receive my email and you see and i think i think in every single case the blackberry responds to that pretty well the way when you put it in in this holster it it goes to sleep really easily and it saves and it saves the battery it does. It saves it the does. Battery quite yep. well i used to be able to get um, if that was in a really good signal coverage area like toronto say uh the only good signal coverage in canada uh you could i could get to no the best the network, best in, network toronto. in toronto uh, that's rogers sorry that's not but anyway but even bell yes. has great coverage in toronto i i got a i got almost a day and a half out of my iphone over there um oh they all so, share yeah. the same towers so uh, which is not something they do in the states so there was there was another. this thing right where 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 it would it would last two to three days and 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 the battery was actually pretty good on 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 these on these phones um on the blackberry phones um but my 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 issue has always been sluggishness. I mean, the the emails come in really quickly. That's for sure. I mean, they come in before your Outlook. If it, any every BlackBerry knows this, the BlackBerry will vibrate before your Outlook goes ding. I, I get the same thing on my yeah. my on my iPhone um, and my BlackBerry. Like I, they they would always win yeah. the race with Outlook, even with uh, mail. You know, so now, now, and I have, I'm like Pavlov's dog. I, I, I see the little vroom, vroom on my desk, and, and then I turn to my computer and, check, and hit F9 and check. Is hit it here F9. yet? Or in my case, yeah. um, just the get mail button. <laughs> but you would, you would hit F9 in Outlook, and it would, it would send and receive, and it would be there. And it's like it's terrible. Um, but that's one thing I did too. Is that, is that if it was, 
is I turned off the vibrate when it was when it was out of the holster because that that killed batteries too. So there's all these little things you do, and that flashing red light is annoying as hell. But people like, seem to like that. No, that's an annoyance. I only need it to flash when I'm. Yeah, the it would flash dying. if you get an email. It'd flash red. It would flash green if you got. Uh, yeah. Well, you can disable that. Mine so now you, you're you're using that. Xperia or a BlackBerry now? Xperia. Xperia, okay. uh, Xperia. So it's still Windows still. Mobile, right? Not the Android version. Yep. Okay. And your company still no. thinks that BlackBerry is not the corporate thing you guys need? I wish they would change their mind. I know some people have iPhones. They've been able to, yeah. but they bought them for themselves. I wish they would just say, okay, you know what? Go with iPhone or go with a BlackBerry. We're, we'll be okay with either one. I'd be like, great, fantastic. It's about time we have some common sense because in my mind, those are the best phones right now. And I've said that, I know I've said that, but yeah, they are. I love my BlackBerry when I was using it. I wouldn't go back to a BlackBerry ever again um, because I've become dependent on all my little, uh, all my little, my little icons on my on my screen and all my my little apps. Um, it's it's terrible. Like the the apps that we were using are just fantastic, and and I, I don't think I can go back to it. And I love to see a real web page. I I can I'm if I'm having issues with my with my uh, my server, one of my or one of my corporate apps, like that we built, I can log into it on my iPhone and enable disable stuff right from the web page. I could never do this on the BlackBerry browser. There was too many things that it would that wouldn't work, and it would just you know it would it would always be almost there, like I'd almost be able to do it, but uh, no. So, I and I tried the Android for a while. And it just was slow. It was, it's slow for me, but that was a 1.6. I haven't tried for Oyo, and I haven't tried the, the, the whatever, the 2.1 or 2.2, whatever. Um, our friend Alistair seems to swear by it. But I hear it's missing a bit of polish. Like That's, that's Google, though. You know? No, but I mean, things that are key. For example, you're, you're typing an email, and you realize you, you mistyped a word, and it didn't catch it, and you want to go back. If we hold our finger on the word, a magnifying glass pops up and allows you to finally place the cursor in there. Whereas I heard on the Android, it doesn't do that. You really have to be on to the pixel. No, there, there's the a, there, there's, the right um, there is a way to move it a little bit, but it's 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 a blinking cursor bar. Uh, it's not as it's not as 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 you're right. It's not as polished. It doesn't look as pretty. And but it, you know what? When you're on a, a device that's touch enabled. Like you need it to be pretty to be able to be usable. Because if it's just ugly and whatever, or 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 not quite slick or not quite intuitive, it's going to miss the mark, and you're not going to be able to use it properly. And 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 in the few little apps I've 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 used, they they just don't have that kind of like responsiveness or, you know, like. You know, maybe I've been drinking the Kool Aid too long. Maybe I, maybe I've just been been using my iPhone for too much. Maybe, you know, it's 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 jaded me a little bit towards towards the towards the Android device. But I, I I'm very jealous of stuff like Google goggles, and 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 the barcode stuff is pretty on the BlackBerry is really cool when you you um, when you want to add somebody as your BlackBerry messenger, you can hit this button. It says show my QR, my quick my my quick code there. Like uh, my it's like a quick it's like a square barcode. And and anybody with a BlackBerry with a camera can just basically hold it over it, and then it reads that codes and adds it to the BlackBerry Messenger instead of saying, "Okay, my PIN number is three three four nine seven Z two. Is that Z or Z or S? No, it's seven. Oh, anyway, so so that, that's that's slick, and and the and the Android has that too. So there's still none of that on the iPhone. You can't use Google. There's no there's no augmented reality on the iPhone. 
Can't you just email your 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 V card? Uh, you're right. You could just v- v- send the V card. I mean, it's it's yeah. Because BlackBerry Messenger, I had it, and I knew two people that had it. And you know, it's like you're talking, <laughs> you're talking with tomato cans and string yes. because no one else has it. I much rather like have access to everyone. I, like the and, new and, Skype on iOS yeah, like Skype. on iOS four is basically same Skype, and it's push notifications, and it's on all the time. It might drain your battery a little bit. I don't know. It's but you're on Skype, and as all intensive purposes. Apart from a message that shows up in 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 Eric's um, browser saying that I'm using an older version of Skype, uh, it, it's the same Skype as everybody else. So I like that, you know. And even the MSN application for the the iPhone is good, even though nobody uses MSN anymore. But I've gotten with the iPhone, I've got I've fallen back in love with text messaging. Like I will text people a lot more than I ever used to. Yeah, I've started because I have. Um Unlimited in and I don't know a hundred out. I never get close to using a hundred out. So I've actually caught myself doing that now, and uh, it, it it's fast, you know. But you know, everybody has a text. Everybody has a phone yeah. has text messaging, right? Even the feature phones have text messaging. So it's like the universal platform. Any any chat tool, right? And that's where messaging goes beyond that. It says I don't care what your source is, who you're sending it to. You're just sending me uh, text information. I'll take it. I'll deal with it. What, what I would really like to see, and if somebody can do this, is a message, is, is some kind of system that when I put my, my phone in the dock or plug it into USB to my computer, I can get my text messaging into my... <laughs> my something. Something. You know, my, 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 my something program on my computer my my sms app or something on my computer that so that i don't have to if i'm sitting at my desk and i get a text message i don't have to use the 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 the, the little keyboard or the or use my fingers in the touch tab i can just go big keyboard you're done uh google voice should do that, that. is a killer feature to your email. From, your PC, from your text PC. message to email would be awesome how would they but not not i don't want it to email well, yeah, you do because like, you'd be emailing, you'd be responding back to the phone number. So it's like an email, but it's a text message. That's basically what yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. I, I guess that's what it is. I, I just want, I, but I want the other person not to say it's come from a service. I want it to say it's come from my number. Well, that's and that's that's what it would say. When, when you look, it says it comes from this number. It doesn't. But Google Voice isn't. Google Voice is another number that you own. Right. So it would have to forward that number to Steve. Yeah, they should just do it for us. Yes. <laughs> We don't. Have, you know what? We're not. Here. We don't need the details. We just want it to work. Just make we're it happen, here. Schmidt. We're, you're sounding. You're, you're sounding like like Jobs now, eh? We're not here to. We're not here to solve people's problems. We're here to tell them what they what we need. Yeah, but we need something like that. We need we need something more more better for text messaging. Google, get your ass in gear and get it done. Yeah, you hear that Twitter? We're coming after you next. Speaking of Twitter, yeah. When when are you gonna change your name? What mine? No Twitter. Come on! Oh, I don't like Twitter. It shouldn't. And you know what? You can't say I'm. Uh, I, I'm, you, I'm. You've always been a Twitterist. See? Yeah, but see, I don't understand why you say going. I'm going on Twitter, and you're going to tweet. No, you're going to be a tweeter if you're going to be anything. Okay. Well, then yeah, I don't think the appropriate word is tweet, anyways. But um, uh, well, I don't think I'm going to twit either, right? Okay. Well, don't twit. You're you already are a twit, so I don't know why you you know whatever. I like Twitter. I, I still prefer Twitter than Facebook's stupid update profile thing. I still prefer Twitter than Buzz. I still prefer Twitter than everything else. I, I, don't, don't, like, sure. I don't like either one. So It appeals to me. I don't know. Maybe it was because it was from SMS in the background and at first. You know, it was, a, it was an SMS thing. Uh, I don't know. It just... 
It seems to me. Now, Steve, you, you want to do something crazy with Twitter. Well, I, I, I got buzz flooded by Leo this week. And uh, when his buzz woke up, it finally are, just... Are you on buzz? Are you on buzz? Or you got buzz flooded on Twitter? I got buzz, buzz, buzz flooded on Twitter. Okay. So you're following Leo. And I, I said, oh, I wonder what's happening on Twitter. Leo Laporte, Leo Laporte, Leo Laporte, Leo Laporte. Yeah, I got Leo that 20, 27 <laughs> stuff. Eh? And I'm like, yeah. and, and, and this is after he had said, I'm done with buzz. We're through. Yeah. And all of a sudden it woke up. Yeah. And, then and it says, yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, I, I, I follow people because they're interesting and they do stuff. And sometimes they're into stuff that I don't care about, but it's that one tweet here, that one tweet there. And in the, in the big scheme of things, you say, okay, you know what? I'm not interested in that. And you won't even read it and you'll skip to the next one. But when you have people that are heavy uh, posters, yeah. they'll, they'll give you a lot, of, a lot of information. And you know what? It just it fills up your, your, um, your stream and you're like, ah, now I have to start parsing through this you know, and deciding whether or not I'm interested in it. So wouldn't it be better is if they, people could decide you know, to have certain ta- uh, uh, tags that are maybe predefined or even user-defined up front saying, I'm into photography. Uh, you know, uh, but we I, follow does that, no? No, but it's different, right? It, it basically advertises the person to okay. say that that person's into these things, right? But what I would like to say is, like, take you, for example. You're into photography. You're into dating. You're into the internet and whatever, right? But let's and say the you're habs. into... Don't forget the habs. The habs. And let's say you're into something like, I don't know, uh, bear baiting or something. And I don't bear care. Bear baiting. And I, <laughs> okay. And, I, and I, I'm not into that, right? Is that baiting when I'm naked or I'm baiting bears? Baiting bears. Okay. Now, so 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 you can you can say okay, you know what? I I I'm into these things here. And when you post to Twitter, you'd say okay, you know what? This one qualifies as photography. So that way, I can say all right, Francois, photography. I want to hear about that. I don't care about the bears. So all those tweets wouldn't even show up in my stream. What if I'm taking pictures of bears? Well, if you're taking a picture of bear, fine. But if you're bear baiting and saying, you know what, I, bared a, uh, I baited a grizzly yesterday, not interesting. He was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what if he, what if he, what if he, he bared at all? <laughs> well, well, now we're just, uh, you know, how many angels can dance in the head of a pin, right? But, <laughs> but you're getting what I'm seeing, saying here, well, right? Are they, are they so, overweight or are they morbidly overweight? African or European? <laughs> or European. <laughs> They're actually quite uh, touchy about their weight. Um, okay. but, but you see what I'm saying, right? It's just, there's certain people yeah. that you're interested in, certain things that they say, and then the rest is just, is just noise, and it's just something you're skipping over. It would be nice to know that, okay, you know what? So-and-so, big baseball fan, you know, big uh, uh, you know, into books, don't really care about their religious views. So that might knock out 70% of their, their posts because there's a certain aspect of their – they're posting uh, um, character or persona that you just don't even want to see, right? Okay, can, I, can I ask you a question? Are you seeing – if I at reply to somebody that you're not following, have you I got that it. feature turned on? You see it. So you have it turned on. Yeah. Okay. I actually have that feature turned off because of guys who sit there and use Twitter as their email client. They're interesting. These people are super interesting, but they will at reply everybody who 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 at replied them, who basically sent them a, a or mentioned them or whatever. 
So I don't want to go through those 400 at replies um, just to see, you know, that, that one or two tweet. That, that I, I, I turned off. So my stream is a little bit slicker. I might miss stuff that could be interesting. But if it's that good, someone's going to retweet it, right? And I, and I do keep retweets on, so. Right. And then something else I find, and, and somebody could please tell most of the popular people in England about this, that uh, a tweet is 140 characters. And when you tweet seven things in a row on the same subject, you might as well just write a blog post and then tweet about that. Because uh, it's just annoying. Like, honestly, like, I've done it a few times, you know, where you're like, okay, I, I really want to say something else about the last tweet I just did. But when you're, like, continuously correcting the last tweet that you did, the last tweet that you did, nah, 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 just take, take time out, write a blog, and then tweet about your blog. Because I'd r- much rather go see your blog and, and see your well-thought-out plan than, than your crappy schizophrenic views on Twitter. Um, and there's a couple English people who do that from England, and I wish they would stop. You hear that, Ricky Gervais? We're on to you. <laughs> Does Gervais do that too? I don't know. Okay. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't follow Gervais. Um, but uh, no, anyways, you know, that's the only thing I, I find. I, I like your idea of the tags, but... I I try to go to I try to go to 140 characters whenever possible, and then suddenly just to say okay. No, but I'm not saying it's a hashtag. Oh, I'm saying it's like a radio button that you would have at the bottom in your Twitter client or something, and you would predefine these tags. So all it would be is one extra bit that you would need, or or, or maybe one extra byte. I don't know that you would need. So it may just steal one character worth of space, but you would say photography halves whatever whatever, and this one happens to yeah. A photography of the Habs, so you maybe you check two of those off or, or whatnot, but it wouldn't be pound Habs, uh, pound photography, stealing like you know twenty five yeah. characters. It would just be you know what this is. These are things and you, you know that I that I tweet about, and if it's none of those four subjects or whatever, it goes into miscellaneous, and it would probably you know depending on your settings, either go through or be totally ignored. But at least you could you'd have that ability to tell people. This tweet is about this, and I'm not writing pound habs, right? Okay. And if you wanted to, you could, and it could trend on pound habs, and people who are interested in pound habs could. But I'm just interested about Francois and his hab post because you've declared yourself as a hab tweeter. So now I'll, I'll, I'll say, yeah, I'll listen to those. Won't listen to the photography ones. We'll listen to the music ones. Yeah, but and you know what? Just... Sometimes, sometimes a guy will be, will be you know, you, you like him because he's, he's or her or, uh, because they talk about the Habs. And all of a sudden, you find out that they also like photography. And if you're only following that one trend of them, you'd never know that. And, and then you would never know that aspect of it. Like there's a there's a couple of guys on Twitter which I knew nothing about before I started following them, and the more I get of their weird off-topic tweets, the more I think that guy's really cool. You know, it's like somebody somebody once said this, and I and I apologize for not knowing who it was that said it, but Facebook is for the friends you had in high school, and Twitter is for the friends you wish you went to high school with because mm-hmm. they can be kind of cool. It's people you're kind of respecting now. It, you know, you not you might not know anything about them, but hey, that guy's pretty cool. I kind of like what he's doing. And you might know nothing about the person apart from like the 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 the, the two the, the you know the 30, 40, 140 character blurs they they send out, and and then maybe links they link to and stuff like that. So, see, this this is where you know that's great for people who who like this. 
I don't tweet. You guys know that. Yeah. So does that mean that we would never want to go to high school together? No, no, no but it's, it, di- it's different. It's, I, I mean, it's that we went to high school together, and and but it's, it's to me. Tw- uh, but I'm not. I'm tweeting. not saying Twitter's my whole world. I'm just saying that it's like it's 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 an interesting stream of stuff to to, to follow and and stuff to view. I mean, you need real world connections. You always do. You cannot live your life without connecting to to real human beings. That that is for, absolutely that is for sure. Is- Tweeting is, tw- tweeting is not connecting to, to real people. Tweeting is just basically, you know, making a quick statement or a mini uh, mini blog, as you've stated, because you'll never see a, you'll never see that for me. Because I think the last tweet I did was, uh, I don't know, four months ago. No, it was, it was. I mean, it's it's a while ago. And but you 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 don't even use Facebook like that either. No, you, no, you don't, I don't. You don't. I mean, that's just your personality. I mean, the the closest you you're coming to social media on a regular basis is through this dad cast. And that's cool. What? We're socializing? <laughs> you, I'm, I'm hanging up. <laughs> but you know what you know what I mean? Like and 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 it but it's those connections in real life that I cling to. Because they, they keep you grounded and they keep you in, in the real world. I wouldn't want Does somebody need a hug? Yeah, every once in a while it's cool to hug you, you know. I mean I can, well, I can still get my arms around you most of the time, it's good. So it's <laughs> No, but you, know, uh, but you know what I'm saying, though. You need, you, I need, know, you, need I know. you need to, you need to, you know, like um, I, I used to refer to Facebook as, as, as the the place where I've had beers with people. Like I would not, <laughs> you, if, if I knew you in the, in, in, in the, on the internet, I, and, and uh, we had never met you. You're, you're not on my Facebook. I don't want you. I don't want you in Facebook because there's too many weird things in Facebook. Too many different connections, and and I don't want to to do that. I want Facebook to be but for it, for real well, world stuff. The biggest the biggest problem that Facebook has is all these applets that you need to grant access to. That it has access to basically all your information. That's the biggest which problem. which I haven't done ever. Like I'll never use Facebook Connect on anything. I will use uh, my Twitter OAuth or I'll use something else, but I will never ever use Facebook Connect because I just don't trust Facebook. I, I like the people on, this is the problem. I like the people on Facebook. I just wish they were somewhere else. You know, I just wish they, they were on a, a medium that wasn't dubious and, and headed up by the world's greatest sleazebag uh, womanizer. You know, I mean, that it's just like, yeah, I know and that, that's, that's my issue. And the, the two guys that started or the three guys that started Twitter, like Ev and Biz, we hardly know anything about these guys. I'm following them. They say a few things, interesting stuff. And it's never like me, 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 me. There are, there are some me people out there on Twitter. I usually don't follow them. Uh, you know, the self promoters and I'm doing this right now. I'm awesome. Love me. Uh, I, I like to follow the people who say something weird. You know, uh, or or something funny, or something you know, like something oh wow, or some cool observation, or something tra- or, or something breaks, and I I can count on that guy to mention it, you know, or 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 say stuff like that, you know, and and just just pointing out some of them, some of the Montrealers that are like that that I really like to follow, guys like La Garasal, guys like Pilu, guys like Nantel, um, uh, guys like uh, Nivu Nikonu, uh, and. Uh, and uh, I never knew those, those. These are interesting things. I know not. I know nothing about these guys apart from they are from Montreal, and some of them have a blog, and but they come up with some pretty interesting stuff, and it's cool, and that that's fine with me, you know. And and if I ever meet them in in real life, bonus. If I don't, I don't think either one of us are going to be upset by it. Um, and I kind of like that 
relationship Twitter has with with it, with itself. It's when it becomes that that okay, let's use it to bypass uh, PR firms. Let's use it to to become my personal vessel of my uh, of what I'm doing in life. That it gets annoying. Um, celebrities that I am following that are that I find are interesting are guys like Tony Hawk. Uh, because it's not all about, I mean, yeah, he does talk about when he's on tour, but he also talks about just some funny stuff that he's seen. Uh, he'll post pictures of, of, of other guys getting like, you know, uh, slammed on skateboard. He's a skateboarder, snowboarder, you know, he has, he's also a family guy who has a kid the same age as, as my boys. So you kind of, I, I didn't know that about him, you know, but that's cool. You know, it's, it's something different and it, it's not all about, you know, where he's going to be next, you know, like, and hey, next week I'm in Pasadena, come see me there. You know, it's, it's, if he's in Pasadena, he'll tell you, Hey, my kids did something really stupid today. And I'm like, Oh, that's funny. You know? And that's, that's the cool stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but, and and I'm not following many people. I keep my list of followers. I don't know. You know, I don't know either. I don't know nothing. (laughs) I keep my followers to like under a hundred, my following to under a hundred. And I, I can just about cope with that. And every once in a while I'll flush someone if they get too much and, and then, and then start over or whatever. Steve, you're not following that many people either. Um, I don't know, about a hundred yeah. maybe, uh, less than that. Um, and you know what? I have a low tolerance for um, have a little threshold for keeping people. So, you know, I, I just realized, you know what? Every time I read this, it, it aggravates me, and I I flush them. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and I See, think that's it's, why it's, I don't, that's why I don't tweet, but because I don't want you to flush me. <laughs> but yeah, it's the fact you the one-liners you have and the observations that you make would be so good on Twitter. And if you don't yeah. want to be there, that's fine. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not. But I I will say overheard <laughs> and then repeat them sometimes because you're you are actually very funny, and and that is the kind of stuff that that I kind of want to see when I'm reading my Twitter stuff. Not so much like, hey, I'm now liking this Amazon Kindle third generation on GDGT. You don't want me to do that no, anymore? No. I wish you wouldn't do that anymore. I've never done that as if i ever done that. But Steve knows what I'm talking about. It's not my stuff. <laughs> well, have you added the airport express now to your uh, no. <laughs> have or want? Or- no, I've had that for ages. I know what. I haven't, ba- I haven't been back to, uh, to it in a long time. It, once, I, once I cataloged the gear I owned, and I realized that I don't buy gear every five minutes. It kind of got became a bit boring. I don't have I don't have a big budget for gadgets anymore. I I, I have a budget for big gadgets, <laughs> like that 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 I had, takes the time to build up to it. But I can, I don't have that liquid budget to just so like oh let's roll over let's get this now let's get this now. So, anyways, it's a Stefan. In case you're wondering, there's a site called gdgt.com. It's supposed to mean gadget. And you can go there and say what preferences you have and what you own and what you do. And, and then there's a feature that will tweet this stuff. And I, those things that tweet, I don't always. I try not to do them. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Because it really annoys the hell out of Steve. Especially if you're telling me you're at level 95 of something. <laughs> I realize I have 129 followers. You have 129 followers? Congratulations. Sorry, no, seventy-eight followers. I'm following one hundred twenty-nine oh, people. That's that's not bad. I have, sadly, I have. I'm following ninety-eight, and I have one hundred seventy-eight, and that's because I haven't gone through the douchebag SEO cull in a while. 
I, I realize that I probably won't get me to a million followers anytime soon if I keep doing that. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting to be on the recommended list. I'm, I was surprised when you weren't there. Like, for me, that was a no-brainer. <laughs> okay, gentlemen. I feel like we have descended into the rat hole of no return. Confirmed by non-response. Yeah. And, and tumbleweed sounds. No. Agreed. And I want to thank you both for another great show. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Steve fell asleep. Yeah. It's all it's always a slice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna edit in some uh, wicked uh, enthusiastic closing and uh, or or I'll just leave it like this. <laughs> It'll just fade to static. Cancellation sounds. <laughs>